0: Here we are at episode 52. You know what that means, right? That means that the podcast itself has survived a lap around the sun and we have all aged another year. It's not been a great year out there in the real world, but here in the warm embrace of decades from home, it's been a lot of fun building the show and we've hopefully learned a thing or two along the way. We have chatted about beer, football, philosophy, entertainment, news, wolves, David Hasselhoff and Schlager, to name just a few topics from the last year. It's been a ride and thanks for joining and indulging us on our foibles. If you think we've missed something important, please do reach out to us at Decades From Home on Twitter or at 40 German on Twitter or email us at 40 German at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed the shows we've put out so far, please do feel to support the show by visiting coffee.com forward slash Decades From Home. That's ko com forward slash Decades From Home, one word, where you can donate to the show.
1: Welcome to Decades from Home, a podcast about the weird and wonderful side of living in Germany. And all without saying, Je kaputte die Welt draußen, desto heiler muss sie zu Hause sein. I'm Nick Houten of 40%German.com and I'm joined by my co host, Simon Maddox. How are you, Simon?
0: Yeah, I'm doing all right. Doing all right, mate.
1: Thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Just sort of surveying the the carnage of my Christmas (laughs) and trying to salvage something from it. So. Yeah, it looks like we're, we're staying here, which isn't it isn't quite the booby prize, I don't think, but it just means we've, we've maybe kicked into Christmas mode more in the house than we would have done if we were going to travel to the UK. Mm-hmm. So we've been putting up decorations, put up the tree last week. Uh, what did we do? Put up a nice garland that said Merry Christmas.
0: Okay. Uh, in English.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we bought it from one of these. Um, these shops have popped up. They're kind of like an Ikea, but... Without the furniture. <laughs> so, like they're on the high street. You know what I mean? They sell tat. like... Well, it's very... I mean, I hate to say this because it is quite like... It sounds regressive when I say it, but it is definitely a shop that's targeted at a particular age group of women who are like crafty. <laughs> and Do you know what I mean? There's got like lots of craft, Crafties
0: and, and enjoy crafts as opposed to... Yeah, like yeah. Kevallion. Not like <laughs>
1: it's in their planning to rob a bank. No, they've, they've got like sort of do-it-yourself stuff and glitter kits and... Paint this and frame picture frames and make your own decorations, and that's I mean, it's nice, perfectly nice. It's the shop is structured like a IKEA, so you have to do like a U, you mm-hmm. can't walk around the shop, and obviously that would be fine in normal times. Well, I it wouldn't, it's a pain in the ass to get around on the normal time, but with the new covered regulations, queue for 10 minutes mm-hmm. outside the shop, which if you have to do it, you have to do it, but and then it just. Just walked around a shop that sold pretty much super highly manufactured shit. It's the decorations you look at and you're like, oh, that looks good. And then you get close and you're like, no, nah, it looks horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. And uh, yeah, that's where we've got it. It's a nice. It's nice enough. We had to make it ourselves because why wouldn't you? You know, they wouldn't. how dare they even attempt to assemble it? Mm-hmm. String like different letters onto a piece of string. <laughs> that's just... It felt very Christmassy, I liked it, it was very nice. (laughs) How about you? Are you in the festive spirit?
0: Yeah, it's it's a similar story. I mean, our plan for months was to drive over to the UK. We figured that was going to be the the easiest way to avoid Mm. corona, sort of basically doing like a little quarantine in the car. Uh, My father has got a lot of health Mm. issues, so our plan was to just go straight to him and then spend Christmas itself in Yorkshire. And yeah, with the new... Regulations, Omicron, and all that kind of stuff. It's just not really that viable. It's also hugely expensive compared to what it would have cost. So yeah, we also came to the conclusion we had to can it and just hope for spring. Uh, hopefully, my family will come over then uh, to here to to visit our house in, in spring. We decided then that we needed to Christmas up the yeah, place yeah. a bit. Uh, so we've had our first. We've got our first Christmas tree. Oh, wicked! That's a fantastic. Yeah, we so, yeah, been married six years, and now we have our first real tree. My main concern was the cats, because our cats are, mm. uh, I can't think of the English word for lummelig, uh, cheeky, <laughs> uh, cheeky little buggers. And yeah, some cats go mental <laughs> for trees, others are fine with it. I was quite relieved both of ours were very mm. nonplussed. So yeah, it involved trips to multiple places to get all the things we need. We've been to Woolworths. Uh, my oh, you, wife... do, you wouldn't have any decorations, would you? You'd no, have no
1: like Christmas tree decorations, so you're doing it all from scratch. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I, I I remember you telling me ages ago that you didn't have a Christmas tree, and and it was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: I was shocked. Well, I mean, we 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 have a little plastic one that I made my wife buy, like so we could have a tree, and we've had that for a few years. But I mean, we're never here for Christmas, never at home, so it didn't really make much sense to me. Uh, so yeah, we bought a load of new ornaments and. I got to do something that I never really imagined would happen, and I now have black baubles on my Christmas tree. Wow. Um, Have you gone goth? Goth Christmas. They look dope. I'm really, really pleased with it. And before we went shopping for the baubles, we were talking about what we were wanting, like, colour scheme-wise, and I'm I'm quite traditional, uh, I thought at least. So I was like, yeah, reds and greens and golds, just like Mama used to make. Uh, my wife was like, "What? Well, what I'd really like is like as many different colours as possible. And I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want some like Larry Garish tree. But it's actually ended up really quite tasteful. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's been a nice ramping up of Christmas. My wife is currently in the kitchen decorating the second huge batch uh, of pletion, the christmas cookies well i mean we just talked before the recording we might see each other around christmas oh yeah if i'm fatter than i was it's the pletian and don't you fucking dare say anything about it <laughs> no it's just it's just
1: more of you to hug there mate that's all that's exactly. all it is Nah, no, i think i think christmas weight gain is kind of it's just i'm factoring it in i'm kind of in <laughs> in preparation mode because there's just the best stuff it's like i love i really love christmas and i think it's because i like christmas that and and also last year we had the, i think last year was the surprise that we couldn't go back to the uk for me at least and also we weren't going to go anyway because of because of the baby like i think everyone took it on the chin basically there's no there was no tears or anything about not going back i think it's just an acceptance yeah. that that's the situation so you make do in the best way you can and it's Christmas, so like there's loads of stuff that you can do to take your mind off it. Like there's loads of fun fun shit. I was telling Simon before the record that I'd watched Castle for Christmas with my wife yesterday, which had numerous one star reviews, but despite this, we watched it anyway. And it was I it was just like crap. <laughs> it was sort of out of rubbish. But that's not really the point, is it? The point was like was sort of hanging out watching festive stuff. And that's nice, you know. So, I mean, it could be worse situations in the world. I'm sure there's people in more dire straits than us. Um, speaking of dire straits, do you want to talk oh. about your, uh, your your team's football result this week? I think it's relevant. Yeah. So, uh, as as listeners will know,
0: Simon is a, a Schalke fan, but he also lives in Nuremberg. And what happened this week, Simon? So this week, the the Titans of the Zweite Bundesliga, uh, Schalke and the FCN, met uh, for the first time this season, and. I mean, this is it's an important game because it's called a Freundschaftsspiel. And these two clubs, for, for whatever reason, I'm not entirely sure of the origins of this, do regard each other as friends, as sort of brothers in arms. And there are lots and lots of uh, guys I know from Schalke who have long-standing friendships with people in Nuremberg. They visit each other throughout the year. Hmm. And when they come to watch the games, they'll stay at each other's houses. Even in the stadium, there were no sections Schalke fans and number fans were sat together all through the stadium. There was no divisions at all. And it's a beautiful thing. You see stickers uh, all Mm -hmm, around the city mm -hmm. with Schalke and the FCN. And the same if you're in Gelsenkirchen, you'll see FCN logos all over the place. So this is a a two-way street of of love, respect and affection, especially between the fans. On the pitch, however, it was an absolute murdering. (laughs) (laughs) Schalke won 4-1. Uh, which was pretty impressive performance, and I mean, yeah, it was great to see. Uh, my wife obviously is the reason I'm a Schalke fan. All her family are from Schalke and girls in Kirken. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a nice moment. It was the first time I'd watched uh, F C N this season, and were impressed. Moments <laughs> they they weren't as good as Schalke. Let's just put it that way. Um, but they had heart. There was a physical game. It was it an was entertaining game. Um, but yeah, naturally thrilled to see a 4-1 win for Schalke. But I mean, what's really interesting is I mean, even though I'm a football fan, the Schalke team from what the last time I really followed Schalke when they were in the Bundesliga is a, a total new side. Uh, whole new raft of players who are sort of unknown the number seven who was the man of the match and scored the winning goal uh, the fourth goal he is a north macedonian international football superstar and you don't really have that much contact with north macedonian footballers if you follow just the premier league he looked wonderfully Azzy as well he had real sort of schalke vibes uh, so yeah i enjoyed that it was good it was good so sorry to fcn um, and yeah we look forward to the Rook Runder, hopefully. COVID will be in a better place and we'll be able to go to the stadium and uh, hug each other and, and love football.
1: As you were talking there, I, I couldn't help but think from our Nuremberg supporting listeners, or is it listener? I don't know. I guess it's listeners. There's probably there def- are two. There's at least two there of three. them. There are three. There are three. three of them. Potentially.
0: Yeah. Stu Kashi, Heiko shout out. What yeah. Up? yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it just sounds like you're bragging now. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I'm, I'm, I've got troubles enough with my football club, let alone. <laughs> Alone, <laughs> <laughs> wondering about other 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 teams. I, I do like a, a periodic look at the second division because obviously your, your team's in there and Nuremberg's in there. Like I looked, I looked there just now, and Schalke's third,
0: Nuremberg sort of mid-table sixth, I think they are. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not so bad. It's not so bad, but things are looking up for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think both clubs have a shout at getting back into the mm-hmm. the Ester Bundesliga pretty soon.
1: But I think Nuremberg will be quite happy, even if in defeat, because didn't their their mighty rivals, Groyte Furt, get pumped last weekend 7-0? I
0: believe that was the uh, (laughs) the score. (laughs) This is the the really good thing about being a, a club fan like you do have the possibility that your weekend can go horribly but it can get better immediately if you uh, get pummeled.
1: Oh no, sorry, oh, incorrect. It was at 7-1. <laughs> um, <laughs> it got beaten 7-1. I think it was six goals in 30 minutes. I'm pretty sure that was that was what what occurred. Yeah, from one success with Schalke to another success nationally at least. These links. I know, hey, what can I say? I'm I'm on fire today. Yeah, so we finally have Officially, a new chancellor in Olaf Scholz, who signed the coalition document on Tuesday with his coalition partners in the Greens and the FDP, and then (laughs) was voted and accepted the position of chancellor on Wednesday. In the Bundestag, a pretty busy week for the man. <laughs> and then I yeah. think he flew. And then I think I think he flew to France. Or did he take the train? I don't know. I'm not sure if you saw anything
0: from the inauguration process. Did you catch any of that, Simon? A few photos on, on Twitter, but not, not too much. And of course, one of the things that caught a lot of people's attention was Özdemir cycling to his 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 ceremony. And mm. then somebody released a Photoshop picture of him wearing a helmet. I think it was on Hoider Show. I think they were the ones who... Oh, was it Hoider Show that did it? I, I think they there. made it, yeah. And it's just been a sea of dickheads on Twitter being like, it's totally disrespectful that he's wearing the helmet then. I can't believe... He's meeting the Bundeskanzler. It's like everyone else who's like aware of what Photoshop is, is like, this didn't happen. Or this is an example of why boomers need training in media... And yeah, everyone's I think so. Like, what do you mean? It's really obvious <laughs> It's it's funny. I'm I'm enjoying that element of it, but it is troubling that a lot of idiots are gonna be like, "Ozdemir has no respect, he wore a helmet in the Bundestag. <laughs> let's I mean, let's be honest, most of these people
1: are not angry about Ozdemir wearing a cycle helmet. I think they're more mm. angry about well, his last name, shall we say. Don't know how active he is on Twitter. I think he has a Twitter account, but from what I can tell it's not. It's not run by him. It doesn't feel like it's run by him anyway. I think it's just available. And I certainly wouldn't be on social media if I was no. a politician no. <laughs> in any capacity. But um, it's always it funny. It was a funny joke. And, and it's been sort of spoiled by angry boomers, and it?
0: Yeah. when I mean, you can't see the joke and you get really upset about it. It is quite funny from the outside.
1: <laughs> to go back to Scholz, we'll talk about the swearing in bit in a moment. But the, I, read, I read Sue Deutscher Zeitung's coverage of it. And they're basically, the running joke through the their, their article was how few times Scholz actually said anything. It's not very bombastic. Considering mm. how, how Merkel left to a military band last week, the process of being inaugurated in Germany seems to consist of lots of voting fist bumps. Well, I guess handshakes <laughs> in the usual, in yeah. usual times. So the, what they do is the vote, everyone votes, he, he won that vote, and then... <laughs> The, the head of the parliament asks him if he will accept the position and he just went yeah <laughs> <laughs> just like that was that um he went and accepted his uh document of appointment from walter Steinmeier, the president and president gave like a speech and Olaf Scholz said like nothing and the best bit of that was the news report that started with and here's uh, the new uh, chancellor of Germany Uh, let's hear what he has to say as he's appointed by the president of Germany and then he didn't say anything (laughs) 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 it's so funny Uh, so yeah he was he was tight-lipped but eventually he did say something because he had to be sworn in I think a lot of people noticed this that he didn't uh, refer to God in was the option of saying, like, by the grace of God or something like that. I can't remember what Mm -hmm. the line is. But um, a lot of the new coalition didn't when they they were sworn into their positions of government. And I think there was a little bit of hand-wringing from certain sections of society because, you know, Catholics and that.
0: I mean, yeah, just let, (laughs) let them go to church and vent there. Like, fuck them. Like, if you've got a problem with your politicians not vouching their deity... Like, it's, it's just nonsense in this day and age. Come on, man.
1: When no progress has happened, when one of them, like, is a Jedi, and they're, like, by the <laughs> grace of Luke Skywalker, or, like, oh, there's, like, someone who's of the Church of the Spaghetti Monster. Yeah, so that I was just sort of... I was I was sort of transfixed by the process, because I think back to uh, the inauguration of, of Biden and mm. the pomp and circumstance of presidential elections in the US, and... The leaving thing for Merkel last week was quite pompous with the mm. military band and all that stuff. And then the actual inauguration process is pretty stale, isn't it? It's an unfair thing to say. It was just it was very low-key.
0: Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm here for that. I think that's the right way to do these things. You can't put these elected officials like riding on a wave of mm-hmm. uh, of, mm-hmm. of this kind of patriotic flag-waving nonsense. I mean, one of the clips I, that was reshown uh, yesterday that I'd kind of forgotten about, was when Merkel won her last election. and She was on stage with a group of uh, CSU politicians mm. and one of them picked up a Germany flag and started waving it and she immediately took it off him um, and gave it to a member of the audience to wave instead. And yeah, she was aware that that message of the flag waving nationalism isn't necessarily the right direction to head in. So I think actually that Angela Merkel video
1: is, I think there's another layer to it because I believe she took the flag off him, off the, the guy who was waving it because. It was something to do with the fact that they hadn't won the election outright, and therefore didn't represent the whole of Germany as well. So they didn't even have a right to wave the flag. And I think, I think I mean, she wasn't a flag waver at all. And 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 I think she understood the sim the symbolism of it and what it said about one party without a majority trying to wrap
0: itself in the flag. So yeah, yeah, respect. It's so level headed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's, it's just great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's what I wish we could see more of. Instead, we're, I mean, yeah, obviously, we we don't have anything about the UK in the notes, but we do know that the UK government spent how many hundreds of thousands on flags last year? I think it was millions and um, millions,
1: I think, uh, uh, ultimately. Fucking um, nonsense. I think it's 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 runs through sort of German society as a whole. It's like not making a massive fuss over things. They're not gaudy... In the way that they can mm. be in the US. Although I think there's times where they break those rules for certain situations.
0: Well, I mean, one of the best examples of that is Carnival. Yeah, yeah, of course. And one of the one of the best things about Carnival was seeing Angela Merkel sitting there, really unhappy <laughs> about the fact that she was having to deal with this level of over-the-top. Years. Yeah, she'd
1: just put one of them Carnival hats on and just go with it. I think that was the, the sort of <laughs> process. But yeah, it's 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 exciting to a certain extent because if of what we talked about uh, couple of weeks ago with what they're planning to do but mm. i think change is always interesting just to watch and i think we've had the same kind of government for a long time and the same people in charge and yeah change freshens things up doesn't it so we'll just see what's going to occur over the, the coming months they've got to deal with a freaking pandemic first um there's not really a laugh to leave this section <laughs>
0: Well, I, I, have, I have a little bit of levity on, on. The end here. One of the things I did see advertised was a hairdresser's. I don't know where it was in Germany, advertising the Olaf Schultz haircut for four ninety nine.
1: <laughs> uh, so, if anybody is feeling
0: particularly optimistic about this new era of German politics, a fiver, and you can really show how much you're on board with Schultz. It's just a number one all over, please. <laughs> <laughs> Now the next thing we got in the show notes, I'm looking forward to because I don't know what it is at all. Uh, you sent me a rather cryptic message that just had the title "Lord of Christmas." So, what is this? Well, who is this? So
1: this sort of comes from the conversation we had a while ago about you being the was it the Duke of Rödelstadt.
0: <laughs> Reichelsdorf, Reichelsdorf, Duke of Reichelsdorf, Duke of Rodelstadt. Reichelsdorf. That was it. And I was <laughs> thinking about
1: because last Christmas, because it was the first Christmas we had together it was my first in germany it was our first as a family together and it was just really it was really nice and i made the joke because i was going overboard with decorations that i was the lord of christmas i thought i'd retired that title for a year because i'd be going going to britain and someone else could be the lord of christmas but i've <laughs> I've, I've unpacked my my special christmas underpants and here i am back again <laughs> lord of christmas <laughs> yeah so i've just been going totally insane for um spending far too much time thinking about christmas lighting and uh, whether a wreath would be better put on the door or whether i could get an extra one and bring some wreaths indoors um i put up a staircase garland thing earlier it's the tackiest bit of shit that i bought off amazon but i love it so much like i love (laughs) i love tacky decorations i love classy decorations i'm your christmas nightmare simon basically because if if we lived together i would be just there'd be the gaudiest shit you'd ever seen
0: because <laughs> that's how i do christmas one of the things we looked at for last year because we had uh, a balcony that looked out onto a lot of other properties we thought about getting one of those inflatable snowmen or santas or whatever oh man i totally <laughs> love that idea <laughs> Yeah, love it, Gordy. I talked to Tom last week about
1: Americanization mm-hmm. and things becoming more American, and, and I I live in a, in sort of splendid isolation in suburbia here, and you look out of an evening, certainly since sort of tail end of November, and nearly every house has some kind mm-hmm. of lighting setup, and some of them are pretty, a pretty extreme, like the American style. There's nothing. Quite as mad as garden ornaments, but there is people who've got like lighting all throughout the garden. A really popular one seems to be that Santa Claus in his sleigh with a reindeer. Everyone, I'm not sure if Lidl did (laughs) a special on it or something, but everyone seems to have one of those. But, um, yeah, and, and I'm I'm kind of in the same boat, you know, I'm just like, get some, get more lights. We could have more lights. And I I said to my wife yesterday, I was like, you know, I think the living room could start to have more Christmas lights. And she's (laughs) like, what are you talking about? (laughs) So maybe we can get some more candles in here. But yeah, I feel, I'm feeling very, uh, very sort of Christmassy. I I don't know. I feel like I should have some kind of, kind of cape or something, maybe like some kind of, uh, symbol of state as Lord (laughs) of Christmas. I feel that that's, that's me at this point, uh, and it's not just it's not just the fact that I put up a lot of decorations. It's about it's about having Christmas in your heart, man.
0: <laughs> being fest- <laughs> See, this, being this is festive, being festive. I never get on board with. I just don't I care. Like, it's if if I wasn't married, none of this would happen at all. Like, I do this all <laughs> to make my wife happy. Like, it just doesn't do anything for me. Like, the tree's nice. It looks good. I'm happy with how we've done it. That's a sense of accomplishment. I'm happy to sort to, to bathe in a little. So, I mean, yeah. If I was living on my own, like Christmas would just come and go. I just don't give a shit.
1: No, nah, I would. I'd come to your house and decorate it. Uh, <laughs> honestly, man, it's it's the most wonderful time of the year, as the song oh, says. And, and what I love, what yeah, what I love as well is saying Happy Christmas to people, um, especially on the twenty fourth. Because uh, it doesn't just people don't usually do it, and I'm just like Happy Christmas! Like I went because the shops are open on the 24th, and and you go and buy like pick up the food for Christmas Day or something. And last year I was like Happy Christmas, and all everyone just Dead happy when I said it, and they're all smiling. I was like Yeah, it's Christmas, and like I love that shit. I'm totally into it. Um, although we did go into town yesterday, and there was a there was a queer anger protest that was rather loud, which kind of knocked the sheen off it. And also there was no Christmas market, so that was a bit shan. But uh, we had Christmas kebabs, so that felt. (laughs)
0: And if you want to know what a Christmas kebab is, it's a kebab at Christmas. (laughs) I did see something yesterday that made me feel a little bit Christmassy, and that's that Aldi are doing their own festive jumpers. There you go. Six ninety-nine and it's got a beautiful Aldi logo right in the middle of it, and I think that's a good thing. This is how committed I am to the notion of Christmas. Seven Euros. <laughs> are we still
1: are we still doing Christmas jumpers? It feels like that was a very much a twenty nineteen concept or a twenty eighteen concept.
0: I hope people are still doing it because otherwise it's thousands and thousands of meters of polyester that have just been wearing wasted it feels like uh aldi's behind the curve <laughs> <laughs> we'll see i guess How dare you? Our, How dare
1: you? i mean far be it from me to suggest such blasphemy but you know just suggest, it wouldn't be the first time there's a german company that's like producing pogs or something like that <laughs> 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 Look, we've got some fidget spinners yeah that's that was like a 2017 thing we're not we're not doing that anymore um, tamagotchis for all <laughs> As part of my um, as part of my role role as the Lord of Christmas, I've I've also having to bring different Christmas cultural traditions to the house. So mm-hmm. one of the things I've endeavoured to seek out were mince pies, and last year okay. I made mince pies. I mean they were okay, but they weren't great. They weren't as good as they could be. So I'm, I'm aiming to improve on that. But I bought four jars of. Mincemeat. meat.
0: Four jars. I don't know what I
1: was thinking. I'm not <laughs> what? sure what I thought I was gonna do, but now I'm committed. I've gotta gotta use them so What's the
0: use by date? Oh, like the last, last forever. Honestly, <laughs> once you
1: honestly it's it, it there's so much sugar and alcohol in them that they're basically they're basically self preserving. As long as they don't do
0: anything weird with them. There's gotta be some listeners that don't know what this is at all, so I think you have to give a bit yeah, more detail no, as to what mince it's, is it's
1: weird it's a weird word given that hackfleisch and mince is mm-hmm. the same thing that people would talk about mince meat uh or mince pies at Christmas mm-hmm. uh, yeah they're not it's not hack that's the first thing I'm sure I've said this before <laughs> I feel like I've said this before but because I did it last year, but in case you don't know it's it's just fruit and alcohol mixed together in a kind of like a, <laughs> a kind of a chunky jam and then hmm. uh, it's put some spices in there, some cinnamon things like that uh, nutmeg and then here. Yeah, you let it sit for a bit so it all kind of gets to know each other. And then <laughs> and then you put it in a pastry and you stick it in the oven and you eat it. And it is fucking amazing. And the best bit about it is the neighbors, the neighbors are going to get some from me when I make them. Because I've obviously got so much that I'm going to have to get rid of them. I can't eat <laughs> them all. Uh for, for fear of becoming a diabetic over Christmas. but So my, my neighbours have no idea they're about to be introduced into one of the finest culinary Christmas creations. So the anticipation is killing me.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to piss off the Lord of Christmas, but I don't like them. Never have.
1: Yeah, honestly, if, if we're in the same room, you'd be in the dungeons, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be in the Christmas dungeons they're also very festive and the, the, it's very nice down there but yeah, that's where you would be
0: I mean for me it's one of those things that feels like the, one of the forced elements of Christmas and there are a few of them in a lot of families so like it's up there with like I like Brussels sprouts now wasn't always crazy about them but it's it's like you have to have a mince pie and you have to eat some Brussels sprouts and if you don't you're breaking the rules of Christmas so these, that's how it was at my in my family and I don't like that Kind of notion, the policing of how festive someone is being.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you're a pure Grinch, then yeah, that'll happen. Like if you're like fucking Christmas,
0: I see. I wouldn't be like that, but if you say you have to eat a mince pie, then I'm gonna give, I'm gonna get Grinchy
1: for sure. You don't, you, you do It's Christmas, man. You don't have to do anything if you just want to <laughs> eat some be- baked beans in your pants and watch like um, all the Die Hard movies in a row. If that's that's your Christmas tradition. Then that's f- that will do. Far be it from me, but I'm I'm all about the. The Christmas carols and the and the mince pies and the tinsel, although my wife won't let me have tinsel because she knows how tacky it looks, but that's kind of why I want the tinsel. <laughs> but, but there has to be limits. Compromise is very important. Um, that's the spirit of Christmas. That's <laughs> the spirit <laughs> of Christmas, baby. The other thing is um, I have to... Probably get some stolen, mm-hmm. I was going to get some yesterday. I, I'm eating, so, I'm eating so much shit at the moment that I'm I'm in serious danger of gaining all the weight that I've I've lost. So I'm having to temper my desire to eat stolen and plitian and uh, all the other amazing things that you can get. Just there's so much chocolate everywhere. I'm
0: pretty hooked on <laughs> Pfeffernusser at the moment. Oh right, that's, I can understand that's, that. That's a, that's, that's a thing. That's a lane. Like all the lebkuchen stuff is 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 really good. T- tell the
1: uh, tell the listeners what a Pfeffernusser is.
0: So Pfeffernusser, like tr- pepper nut, is a pretty misleading uh, translation for me. But basically, it's a bit of lebkuchen, and lebkuchen is. Uh, a festive biscuit, I guess. I so it's sort of cookie I cake. I think it's a cake.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm going to argue it's a cake because it tastes like cake. Like it's got a chocolate cover, you yeah. know. It's kind of the, jo- the, it's like the debate over Jaffa cakes. Uh, Jaffa yeah. cakes.
0: Yeah. So I think it does the same Good, as a Jaffa cake. It gets softer the longer you leave it mm-hmm. out in the air. So I think it is a cake. You're right. Leb Kuchen as well. It does mm-hmm. tell us it's cake direction. But the biscuits, the biscuit, Biscuit shaped, like they're hard held yeah, sort of They thing. are one bite and done uh size, these mm. things. Uh but Lebkuchen is a huge thing in Nuremberg, especially. It is a, a sort of a big part of the festive experiences. you have to have some Lebkuchen. But yeah, the Fefnusser is it's a nice sort of sugar on top, chocolate on the bottom, uh coated bit of Lebkuchen, it's lovely. I'm also a big fan of the uh gefülte like heart shaped Lebkuchen with a bit of um apricot. Jam in the middle, covered in chocolate. That's it's got texture, it's got bite, it's got everything. It's a real, it's a roller coaster of the uh, of the senses. Uh, so yeah, I've eaten a lot of those. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and my wife bought. It's quite funny, but they did some carol singing last week in to, to keep up spirits in the street. That's the kind of street I live in. The neighbours are caroling together, and my, my wife brought out <laughs> my wife brought out some. Uh, sort of store-bought leibkuchen and everyone's like oh wow homemade leibkuchen and my wife would like oh no it's like, like oh no we don't want it then and i said all right it's a type of people that we're living with like classy uh, <laughs> but yeah uh i think i think it depends it depends where you get it the stuff we get here isn't as good as probably some of the things you're going to find in Nuremberg because they they do it proper over there We've just got the sort of generic. stuff.
0: Well, I mean, if it's wrapped in like a presentation plastic, if it's if it's wrapped as a gift, it's mm. going to be bad, like right? flavour wise. It has to be something that's as mm. fresh as possible, uh, or like hermetically sealed, and then you'll be fine. But if it's just in a, if it looks pretty, it's probably not going to taste that good.
1: Well, you get all the all the tourist tins, don't you?
0: Exactly. Mm. Like it's it's again, it's one of those things that you kind of have to buy if you come to Nuremberg. You're going to buy maybe some sausages. If not, you're buying Leibkuchen.
1: I think that's, that's a two excellent combinations of things. Do you want some sausages or some Leibkuchen? I'll have both, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. That is that's the right choice. Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, so one of the other interesting things that's come up uh, over this the last few days is a young man by the name of Joshua Kimmich. We've mentioned him before as being one of the sort of the main players of Bayern. And he was quite vocal about not wanting to be vaccinated. And of course, this caused a lot of problems because the sort of the narrative, especially in the media is that young people won't have that many difficulties if they catch it. And especially elite athletes uh, are sort of so fine tuned and, and well taken care of that that they'll be fine. And so, yeah, the numbers for vaccinations in the Premier League and the Aster Bundesliga aren't as high as they, they necessarily should be considering these guys are in close contact with people all day, every day. And so, yeah, sadly, Kimmich um, got corona, and there was a, a small part of the media sort of wringing their hands, being like, ha-ha, look, now he's caught the virus, let's see what happens. Unfortunately, now it comes out that he's not going to play again uh, until next year because of the the after-effects of of the virus. So even arguably one of the fittest men in Germany, fittest young men of his age, it's it's, it's it's ruined his lungs, uh, at least for a few months.
1: Does he have long COVID? Then is that what happened? Has he been specifically signed off for, for 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 the effect of COVID?
0: Yeah. So basically, the the after effects, the sequelae after the coronavirus infection. So I don't know if they're calling it long COVID, but the the effects of the COVID infection uh, mean that he won't play anymore uh, until next season, uh, next year. Um, And the other thing that's come out of this that is very positive and very helpful is that he's now decided he is going to be vaccinated. So, I mean, he came out with a quote at the start. I said, generally, it was difficult to decide because he had fears uh, and thoughts about uh, the vaccination. And because of that, he couldn't decide for such a long time. Uh, to paraphrase his quotes, but yeah, now he's decided he's, he is going to be vaccinated, which is fantastic news because it's a, a German role model uh, for lots of young people. He's 26 years old. He's, he's a young man who can be used to demonstrate that even someone as fit as him can have problems from this that can affect his ability to do his job. Uh, and live his life freely. And of course, this is the argument living your life freely. Uh, this is what's thrown in, uh, up from Kwerdenker and people who are anti vax. Uh, so hopefully, uh, his issues, uh, as unfortunate as they are, and naturally we wish him all the best and, and a full recovery, um, he can be used as a poster child to show look, it is a problem, it is dangerous, and you need to get, get impfed, you need to get vaccinated.
1: It's frustrating, though. Like, I can understand the frust- the frustration people must feel because, like, it's so needless. Why didn't he just get vaccinated? It like And it's the same story for, for a lot of people. And you hear the stories across the globe, same story, people get it, and then they the feel the effects of it, and then they're like, oh, I need to get the vaccine. And the doctor's like, well, it's a bit late now. Mm-hmm. It just seems so needless. And it's a shame as well, because people being sick isn't anything to celebrate, because I think there was some level of, of gloating. Ultimately, yeah, it's still a human being. And looking at the this the the sort of story, I'm looking at the story in kicker right now, and yeah, it's just it's just silly. That's what it is. Self inflicted injury.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are, of course, the issue really is that he obviously he should have been he should have been vaccinated because it's the right thing to do. But he was someone that came out and and gave people the opportunity to to question it alongside him. And yeah, that's not what you need. Like You could have just not had it and shut up um, and not put out his theories um, into the world press. But of course, this is the issue with the media in football at the moment. It is a question that a lot of journalists want to ask footballers and managers yeah. and anyone involved because it's an opportunity for a sort of gotcha and, and to write some stories about players who should know better or, or should be, be taking better care of themselves and others around them.
1: But I question as well, whether it actually has or will have an impact on whether people decided to get the vaccine. Cause I mean, I was walking through town yesterday and like I said, there was a protest and there had been a protest in the city center, large police presence. Mm. And there were still sort of groups of them walking around segmented little groups here and there, blown whistles. And I saw someone with a, a sign saying "Kind." Uh, dictator yeah i think it was and it was like we were on two sides of reality but in the same street there was mm. these people with those signs and whistles while people were just going around doing the christmas shopping and i'm like they, it's all hidden you know all this sort of meaning so i think they would see kimmick coming out and saying i want to get the vaccine and think oh he's been he's been got got yeah, to by exactly by the secret powers that be you know and it just it, anything to perpetuate the sense of oh, I know more than you I understand the world better than you that's where all this comes from isn't it so I don't know we'll see hope he recovers because he's a great footballer and I'm, I'm sure he isn't such a terrible person he just has a bit of naivety I hope if that's if that's maybe being too generous
0: I mean it's an understandable position that to say yeah he, he, he's a naive because he's he's grown up in a bubble for sure he's been Heading on this this pathway of being one of the best footballers in the nation since he was 10 years old, I guess. And he's been wrapped in cotton wool by everyone in the club that he's, that he's worked with to make sure that he's taken care of in the best way possible. And of course, they're given a lot of freedom in terms of what they think and believe because you don't want to get into arguments with one of your star players and risk alienating them from the squad or whatever. So yeah, I mean, we see, unfortunately, especially footballers, there, there is a, a not an abundance, but there's not a uh, asylum uh, minority of, of people that have pretty questionable scientific beliefs because yeah, they read bullshit newspapers and Facebook uh, and don't listen to Lauterbach. Well, you were you
1: were talking just before about Demir swore in wearing a cycle helmet because of a nifty bit of photoshop so i think a lot of people are that open themselves up to that kind of stuff i think they want they want to believe it more than anything else yeah i don't know i don't know whether it's a it's stubbornness or contrition or whatever it just feels like a lot of people want to understand the world and the easy answers come to them more readily and are more available than the difficult ones because the process of going through the pandemic isn't isn't easy you know and i was reading something about how vaccines are developed and you look at how they're developed and it is complicated and hard Mm -hmm. to understand i don't really understand it i'm no sort of virologist or like knowledgeable on vaccines but i can understand sort of how the process works but if you if you're just caught in a cycle of of bullshit where you're you're just being told by like builds eye tongue that it's all and Bill is very clever because they never really come out and directly say like hmm. break the rules or anything, but they're obviously catering to the to the sceptic market as much as possible. And you see some of the build TV discussions and you're just like idiot. I mean there was a great video of the guy who was like, our oh, um Lauterbach's not going to become the health minister and if you don't know who Carl Lauterbach is, he's he's basically become a Sort of champion for for the uh, vaccine and sensible health policy through the pandemic, and he's the he, he's a member of the SPD and he's now the the minister for health in Germany, and he was uh, Bill TV was going, oh, he's definitely not going to get the position. He doesn't have the status. Hmm. He's like, what are you talking about, man? He's like clearly knowledgeable. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, it's what you want, no? Like someone with exactly a PhD. <laughs> Le- leading exactly. the department. Uh, hello, Sajid Javid, uh, who is, of course, a banker. <laughs> yeah, of course. yeah,
1: I mean, but that's how Britain works. Britain loves a bit of banking. You yeah, know? we're all so many massive bankers and
0: transferable skills into every sector. Apparently. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, good did
1: you, to know. Do you have applicable skills? Well, fuck off then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you worked at
1: Coots welcome <laughs> yeah. aboard coopers yes you can be you can be Chancellor why not? So listener um, as I was going through the script for today's episode, I alighted on the next topic uh, which is only <laughs> just says Dusty
0: the snowman. <laughs> So, Simon, please tell me, why am I reading Dusty the Snowman? And this this happened, I, I prepared all the show notes and I'd sent them to you and then this happened last night when I was sitting on the sofa and it's such a, a heartwarming moment in my life. It's something that, I'm, I'm a very lucky man, I don't want to get too soft about it, but I, I love my wife dearly and she is a, a joy that brings sunshine in all parts of my life. But of course, she grew up speaking German, Mm -hmm. and she went to a school where English was taught very badly. They like read poems to each other, but didn't actually learn anything about how the English language worked. And her exposure to to English was pretty much limited to music. They didn't have a television growing up, so she hasn't watched a lot of films and media. And so there there were huge gaps in her cultural knowledge. And I'm like the opposite end of the scale. But one of the things that she does that I love more than anything is occasionally we'll be listening to a song on the radio and she'll start singing along. And then it will be revealed that she doesn't know what the words are. And so last night when it came on, she started singing along to Frosty the Snowman and started, Dusty the Snowman. And it was the happiest I'd been in weeks. Uh (laughs) It was just a moment of pure joy it's like of all the adjectives to call your snowman dusty is is really a, a charming beautiful twist on the tail yeah, so it's yeah, an yeah egg we're corn, both in tears i think is what they call it <laughs> dusty oh. the snowman oh, oh it, it was it's fantastic. Really, it was a wonderful
1: moment i love it i love it it's great um yeah (laughs) so every snowman's called dusty as far as i'm concerned from here on (laughs) i'm changing the words from now on that's how i sing it if that's if that's how your wife's singing it then i'm joining we're we're singing that together oh that is excellent (laughs) (laughs) so dear listener when i was deciding on places to live after university one of the reasons i chose germany not just because my darling wife lived there and the economic chances for me there were certainly better than they were in the UK at the time, was that there wasn't any horrifying, dangerous animals that I had to contend with. I mean, the scariest thing I was going to come across might be a quite a quite confused wolf uh, and lost from Brandenburg, or maybe, I don't know, a slight small poisonous snake. Uh, nothing to worry about. And then, how do you think I felt when I <laughs> opened up my... Uh, news app on my phone and discovered there's a fucking poisonous spider living in Germany (laughs) (laughs) and I'm very upset about this because usually I'm not I'm the one dealing with the spiders in my family because my wife is an arachnophobe and I have to I get calls and from from all angles of the house to go deal with spiders and usually I'm quite humane but now it's vacuum cleaners <laughs> all the way. I didn't realize that there were, we were in a, in an arms race. The the spiders have armed themselves with poison, and I'm going to arm myself with a vacuum cleaner. So Simon, do you want to tell us about this? quite terrifying development.
0: The the small silver lining is that as far as we know, it isn't in Bayern just yet. So it's in Southwest uh Germany and this is yeah in Baden-Württemberg. It is is a dangerous, poisonous spider spreading through the southwest, which is the only headline you really need on this article. So this is in Germany, finger uh spider, Chiricanthium punctorium, uh, to use its Latin name. See, mum those Latin courses were worse. I was going
1: to say, I was like, thank God he said it. He's the only one with a classical education. And I've just gone. <laughs> I did two years of Latin, and I spent most of my time reading uh, Greek myths in, in a cupboard.
0: But that's another story for another time. <laughs> it's a weird, weird story. And so this is, in English, what we would call, it's part of the group called the Yellow Sack Spider. And they're normally found in Central Europe and Central Asia. And if they bite you, there is a, a risk of circulatory failure. Uh, so, yeah, it can it can kill if you're not in a, a good place to receive treatment for this. On top of this, uh, on top of the yellow sac spider, there's also the Nosferatu spider. That is terrifying. That
1: is, like, legitimately, objectively terrifying. <laughs> They've called the spider a Nosferatu spider. This is an... Un- I'm moving. I'm moving, like, <laughs> Austria. I'm moving to Austria. That's where I'm going.
0: The good news about the Nosferatu spider is its name is much, much worse than the spider itself. It's not actually dangerous. So it's just really poor advertising uh, on behalf of this thing. Zoropsis spinamana. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: look at me. I'm already hitting my Latin flow. So yeah, there is one dangerous spider uh, called the yellow sack spider, which sounds quite friendly. And then there's the Nosferatu spider, which sounds like it's going to fucking murder us all. Um, but yeah, they're in Germany, so you made the wrong choice. Bro. I'm
1: eliminating with extreme prejudice. I'm not going to ask for, for the Latin name before I vacuum clean them up. They're all they're all getting eradicated as far as I'm concerned. That's wild. Is, is this yellow sack spider come and like a delivery of bananas
0: from somewhere it's not an indigenous species right it's not indigenous to germany it's come from the canary islands um is is what this says so fucking holiday makers to, <laughs> to rethink your holiday to the canary islands they have spiders there so the bite of the of the amandorn finger uh, is apparently comparable to a wasp sting so it's not too nasty on the bite. Um, but the issue is actually the bacteria that's contained in the bite, which can cause wounds, which can then spread to the point where amputation is the only uh, viable way to save that limb. Some Irish researchers found 22 different types of bacteria in the bite when taking samples, and 12 of them are dangerous to humans. So yeah, there's a 50% chance of ending up with some amputation issues. It's fucking spiteful, that shit. Like, it's like... um There's
1: various wars through history where they've they've become quite vicious and horrible and one side's decided to dip their weapons in various like excrement so that they'll like cause horrific wounds to their enemies. That's Mm. what this thing's doing. We haven't even done anything yet and already it's like it's just (laughs) going right. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is bite them and then they're going to have to have their arms chopped
0: off. Nah, not having this. So I'm assuming you're asking how you can protect yourself from the spider. And I guess awareness is the key. So here's the bad news. Uh, most people, quote, who are bitten, are bitten either in their bed while they sleep or when they're getting dressed in the morning. Uh, so sleep well?
1: So you're saying <laughs> sleep, sleep in a suit of armor and incinerate your clothing every day. Yeah, that seems reasonable to me. <laughs> Fire is the only option here. Yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess the question oh. is, who had poisonous spiders on their end of 21 holy fucking shit bingo card? Because you are a winner. <laughs> 444 Weihnachtsbaums. Weihnachtsweltrekord 444 geschmuckte Bäume. In Einwohnung. Uh, so this comes to us from every good newspaper, but this particular source is from Spiegel uh, DE. And I get to do something that I didn't think I'd ever get to do on this show, and that is give a shout out to the wonderful town of Rinteln uh, in Niedersachsen. This is a town that has given you something very, very special, and you might not even know it. It's because it's actually where I was born. Uh, I was born in Rintel in Niedersachsen. So, So hey, whilst I have this opportunity to talk about my birth, which isn't normally a particularly interesting story, one of the things that is interesting about my birth that I found out only about four years ago is that because uh, my family were a military family, on the day that I was born, April the 9th, um, they were doing a training exercise in Rintel in the army base. And so the doctor that brought me into this world was actually wearing full camouflage, including his face. (laughs) So yeah, I came to this world upside down and in the hands of a man in full camouflage. Uh, So that's not an everyday birth story. So I thought I'd squeeze that in given the opportunity to talk about Rintel. Uh, So as well as my birthplace, Rintel is now also the home to a world record holder, a wonderful man called Thomas Jerriman, who has been recognized to have the most decorated Christmas trees in his let me check my notes yes it's a fucking apartment this man does not even live in a house so he's got 444 decorated Christmas trees in a flat in Niedersachsen so well done Thomas you are a legend of Christmas and I'm sure the Lord of Christmas will approve. I, the Lord of Christmas does approve, very much so. Uh,
1: I, I mean, there, there's every type of Christmas tree you could possibly imagine. There's so many photos as well, and a lot of them, for some reason, the photographers just said, like, look really angry. So you've just got, <laughs> you've just got Thomas and his and his wife standing among some of the most beautiful Christmas tree decorations <laughs> just looking really pissed off. Yeah, I, I, what, what an achievement. It's, it's fantastic. There's so many different types. He's got a themed christmas trees he's got a massive bauble hanging thing in the center of his house that just looks amazing and i'm desperate to find out where he got that so i can buy one myself <laughs> but every every space of his apartment seems to be occupied by some kind of christmas decoration or christmas tree and i'm i'm fucking up for it all of it it's great is this your nightmare though this is like the gaudy nightmare that you were
0: f- f- afraid of <laughs> this is this is is it's pretty tasteless <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. One of the things that I really don't like about it is it's 444 plastic Christmas trees, which isn't necessarily the way that I would do this. But yeah, I guess if you're going to try and beat your own record every year, investing in plastic trees is the only hope you have. Uh So yeah, the the Record Institute for Germany, the RID, was the guest the other day of this 55 year old and his wife Susanna. And as you say, didn't look very happy about the whole thing, but they do have a, a new world record. And their apartment isn't huge. It's 100 square meters. I mean, it's not a small apartment by any any means, but it's not it's not really big enough for 444 Christmas trees. Even
1: even smaller when you invite the festive forest into, into your home. It's <laughs> just, uh, there's a picture of his bedroom, and I, I don't know how they've managed to fit a bed in there. There's just trees all around. How does he get up and get dressed in the morning? I, I can't quite fathom that. I mean, as much as the Lord of Christmas loves Christmas, there must be a point where you have to take your Christmas decorations down, which is probably why they're plastic, because... It would be a pain in the ass to be taken down. Like I, the worst part of Christmas, the most depressing part of Christmas is when you throw away the Christmas tree at the end. And you go, mm. in Germany, there's just piles of Christmas trees. Looks like there's been some kind of horrific yeah. festive massacre. <laughs> there's just all these forlorn trees waiting on sides of streets and stuff. He doesn't have to suffer that, I don't think.
0: I mean, my first instinct whenever I see someone that, that goes full out balls to the wall Christmas is I just think about their electricity bill. <laughs> Always the it's, practicalities. It's, it's got to cost a <laughs> fortune. yeah. I'm so fucking sparsam. 47,000 lights uh, is, is what he has. I mean, even if it's just like a cent per light for the whole festive period, which it isn't, it's definitely a lot more expensive than that. That's that's hundreds and hundreds of euros just on those. 72,000 baubles Yikes. is part of his collection as well. I mean, again, if you think the cheapest you can buy a bauble, I mean, we went to Woolworths and bought ours, and I think probably about fifty cents per mm. bauble is probably the best you can hope for. Maybe you can get it for twenty five cents. But again, it's thousands of euros this man has spent on on Christmas baubles. If you're gonna
1: if you're gonna get the the record, you need to you need to invest, right? You know, that's just.
0: He's also supported by others, which is the nice oh. part of this tale. the part that I do like the communal. He people send him Christmas stuff from all over Germany. People are like, ah, the Thomas and Rinteln, <laughs> their brother does. Uh, so they, they send him baubles and decorations and all sorts of things. So, yeah, he does have some some community support uh, from this. 444 plastic Christmas trees. What's he going to do next year? I'm going to guess. <laughs> 450. <laughs> You'd assume so. He may then have nowhere to sleep
1: afterwards. But, yeah, I think I, I like the sort of commitment to it. And I, I look at it, and I'm like, what does he do? Do you reckon he color codes them? Do you reckon he puts them all away in a and a color coded
0: box. I mean the attic space has to be huge to store all that stuff. I mean
1: I'm assuming he's got like a second home. <laughs> he <puts them> in.
0: <laughs> but but
1: the question the question is cuz they are plastic trees you can get those trees that the decorations are already attached and you just mm-hmm. fold them up. So I'm wondering how many of his trees are actually like that, because that would make things a lot easier, I guess. I'm not I'm not a fan of having plastic tree. I wouldn't have a plastic tree unless I was sorely pressed to do so. But some of them could be quite fun. Some of them could be quite, quite nice. I don't like the crazy LED ones. They're a bit insane for my tastes. Ever since I was in nursery in the 80s back in Newcastle, and you had Christmas decorations at nursery were so dilapidated and tacky and there were pure 70s hangover decorations that had had for at least a decade before i arrived on the scene and that's where like it always reminds us of christmas then like in and would have like school dinners and the christmas school dinner would be some rank turkey type thing but the dessert would always be some combination of trifly ice cream type stuff so that's mm-hmm. always in my image is like really cheap shan food and like E- equally shan decorations, and that's what uh, I want in my home. But at the same time, I know if I saw them, I'd be really irritated by them. So <coughs> we try and k- stick to some level of traditional kind of wooden decorations, nothing too gaudy. Although the lights are a bit extreme this year, as my <laughs> as my wife keeps telling me. But maybe you could do it next year. Maybe you could take the record from him. Maybe that's something for you to do. <sighs> what do you think? Ask your ask your wife. I'm sure she'd be in for it.
0: I, I just I no. <laughs> I don't want to. There's gotta be a record. No, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a no. I mean, I, I might try and like, maybe do Santa Claus next year if my beard, my beard, i was gonna could say yeah Santa, Santa Claus, yeah. Beard. I could be like, yeah, hipster Santa for Reikelsdorf but no, I got no interest in any of this I mean yeah the other, the other issue I have and maybe you will as well of Lord of Christmas is that he begins on August the 1st and surely that's too early it's
1: never too early for Christmas
0: ho 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 it's August the World Cup hasn't even finished oh, yet the World Cup's going to be <laughs> Christmas next year so uh, it's true this is true happy Qatari Christmas <laughs> yeah,
1: no, pff, pff. That's, a, that's a conversation for 2022 yeah, I think it is uh, yeah okay it, maybe it's a little bit extreme but you would think that putting that many decks decorations up does take a bit of time. Especially in lockdown as well, I suppose now. Or like at least in it, when you're in some kind of isolation, having that many Christmas trees for that length of time, eventually it's gonna make you go a bit weird. I can only imagine I assume it just make you go a bit weird. <laughs> It seems like a a kind of cruel form of torture to do that for about four months
0: that's that's where i would stand if if i had to deal with that it would be a a torture (laughs)
1: and see and this is this is now what the information you've given away simon is that if you're ever in a situation where you've got important information someone might need to torture you they don't need to do anything particularly violent (laughs) they just need to stick you in a room with loads of christmas trees for approximately i reckon about a week (sighs) Before you'd crack, I'd give you seven. Days. I, think, I think less
0: than that. I think it's seven hours. If I'm stuck there, I'd be like, "This is bullshit."
1: One of the Christmas decorations plays oh. "Deck the Halls" on repeat. Not the full song, just the chorus on repeat. Uh, and you don't know which bauble it is. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm feeling. I'm
0: feeling on edge. <laughs> this is. I don't like it. Ah, yeah, and now tell me your pin code.
1: Servus, <laughs> leider. So, A big thank you to Karen, Al, Nick, no, not me, who all retweeted or shared the show. And also a thank you to new listener Max, who sent a lovely message to us, much appreciated. Also, an extra big shout out to long-time listeners Ina and Fabi, who will hopefully be out of quarantine this week. Good luck to you. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not give us a rating on iTunes, which only takes a minute and can really help us. Retweet us, share a link, or post with the hashtag DecadesFromHome, all lowercase, on Twitter or Instagram. You can also support the podcast by going to ko-fi or Coffee.com slash DecadesFromHome and contributing to keep us well stocked with tea and beer. As ever, if you have any questions, feedback, or maybe an article or topic you'd like us to cover, you can tweet Simon on at DecadesFromHome, you can tweet me for at 40%German, you can also get us on 40percentgerman at gmail.com. If you have time, take a look at 40percentgerman.com. Weekly articles are up every Saturday. All that's left to say is thanks and bis zum next in Mal. Tschüss!